Welcome to Catfish Weekly. Along with James Smith, I'm Lyle Stokes. James, we got a good one going on tonight with Finn Seeker TV, father and son duo. We'll get to them in just a minute. Um, is there any news that you have? Because we haven't talked as much today as normal. Been kind of a busy day for everybody. And I didn't know if you had anything that we need to go over before we started the show. Uh, no, the only thing I want to say is, guys, they uh, there's a lot of tournaments coming in now. Uh, weather's getting cooler. Stay safe. Stay prepared for bad weather. They had some pretty rough weather down on Santee Cooper this this past weekend with that tournament. Please stay safe when you're out there on your boat, guys. Want to make sure that you make it home to your wife and kids. The tournaments and they ain't a catfish in the world worth y'all losing your lives. So keep that in mind. The water's getting cooler, so it don't take as long to wear you down if you fall in it. Uh, wear you wear your uh, protective float gear and uh, just stay safe. Absolutely. Now before we get started with our guests, I'm going to go through some of the people that's in here tonight because some of these folks have been in here for over 30 minutes. We got <laughs> Gene Cross, uh, James Dockery Fishing. John Patrick Jr., Junior Proctor, Blue Dog Fishing, and in case Kentucky you're Cat Man, Gray you need to check these out. Get a hold of Junior if you're in the market for some planer boards. Be sure to call him up. Say, hey, let me take a look at them. They're bad. I got one thing to say about that. I talked to Junior the other day. All mm -hmm. the floating pieces on top of the boards will be blue. Now he can design the he can design or color whatever the the piece the plastic piece or the Lexan piece that you want, but the floats themselves will be blue. Sweet, that that'll be really good. Um, let's see, K and B, John Patrick Jr. I don't want to say James Dockery again. Didn't I already say him once? Yeah. Okay, yep. that's what I thought. Creole catfishing. Jason Lamb, Kentucky Catman Outdoors. Betty Jean. Great outdoors exploring. Go ahead, James. Uh, I just cut me and Betty Jean, the Chad, Mike Irvin, Mike Turner. Oh, we got all kind of great channels in here. We here do. There's Dockery again. He's always talking, so you come across his name He's multiple times. Talking smack. Uh, <laughs> he is in here. Um, a gentleman that, that messaged me right before that we went live from jacksonville illinois area his name is jake edwards is in here he's on vacation he gets to watch the show live you don't have to watch it tomorrow as a as a rerun so welcome to the show tonight jake uh let's see who else we got in here chunky cat fishing we all love old chunky and his bling bling rods palmetto's in here congratulations palmetto on heating your thousand absolutely weekend warrior page that'll catch us up for a little bit there'll be some more in there there's jim and glenn and ace and lg bass maurice maurice um i think we should talk about that um maurice's uh brother was uh lost in an accident fishing a week or just over a week ago and maurice supports every channel if you if you have a fishing channel Maurice Kaysen has watched you or been part of it. And we all have a high regard and respect for Maurice. And we're sad that, that, that for the loss of his brother, for his entire family, 
and Maurice, we've all been thinking about you all week, and uh, uh, hopefully that'll do some good for you uh, to know that, that we are thinking about you. Yes, sir. Mike Turner, we got a bunch of them in there. But in the meantime, Finn Secret TV, Braden, and Jeremy, what is going on? Oh, not much, man. How y'all doing? We're doing good. I seen some pictures you guys posted this morning of some pretty rough water, and you're on vacation. Yes, we're down here in the Gulf, and it's, it was at least 30 mile an hour winds this morning. We tried to go fish for a little bit, but it was a little bit too rough. And we actually had a boat chartered for tomorrow to go out in the, in the deeper water, and uh, they called and canceled it because it's so rough right now. So we're going to try to come up with something else before we have to go back this weekend. Yeah, well, you've got a few days. I don't know. Is it the, I know there are several hurricanes moving in down in there someplace. That's a, too far for me to concern me like it does you guys that live down in that neck of the woods. Right. So, well, hopefully you'll get to get some lines wet and catch some big fish. And, and um, before, we, before we get started... Uh, because I know James has got some questions he wants to ask you. Braden, I want you to tell us about your new YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, it's called Dinks Outdoors. It's mostly about fishing. There's just a bunch of outdoor stuff on there, mostly hunting and fishing. So, yeah. That's, that's really cool. Now, it's Dinks Outdoors, and if you're watching Catfish Weekly tonight, go over there and check out his channel. And become a subscriber. These guys that's doing this stuff at, at his age are the future of what we're going to be doing. So we yes, need sir. to support these kids uh, just like you would any one of the rest of us and help him out and get him going. I think that's a, a great idea. Ozark guys, Palmetto. Stan Smith, another guy that supports us all. Sean Abney. I want to get as many of them as I can because once we get rolling, it won't be be hard to stop. Ernie uh, Brown, the great outdoors said, "Braden said you've been catching some big fish and you're a young man." <laughs> That's right, he has been. Look at some yeah. of the pictures we posted about him. Thank you, Betty. Betty posted up his link and chat. That's awesome. Thanks, Betty. Appreciate, Appreciate it much. All right. How'd you guys get started in fishing all these stuff and doing your YouTube channel, Jeremy? Uh, man, I grew up crappie fishing with my grandpa and my uncle. That's what I grew up doing. And uh, I just like, I like different kind of fishing. Uh, I used to be a guide on Del Hollow Lake for smallmouth. I did that for about nine years. And uh, when I'm at home, man, if, if I'm at home on the weekends, then I'm out on the lake. That's just what I like to do. And we decided to uh, try the YouTube thing. Braden pretty much had to show me how to do it because I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> and it's just a way for us to uh, experience what we do and be able to show it to other people. That's awesome, man. You get to spend some time together. Absolutely. Yeah. Building memories is the main thing. You betcha. That's, a, that's, that's one of the main reasons I do it is so my grandkids, if something happens to me, my grandkids can go back and look and say, there's Pawpaw. I seen him out there acting stupid on a boat. Yeah, we try to. I try to teach him something different every week, whether it's just learning his way around the lake or running the boat, running the trolling motor. I mean, so he, he picks up everything really quick, and he's he's gonna be good one day, guys. So y'all watch out. 
That's that's what we want to see. We got to keep these kids. There's a lot worse things for kids to do these days than catch catfish. I promise you. Uh, Mr. James Doctor said, Braden, tell us a story about the time fishing with your dad. Something real funny." <laughs> oh, uh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> we put him on the spot. <laughs> I remember one time we were smallmouth fishing on Dale Hollow Lake in Tennessee and I ran back to cast real hard and I I called his hat it, it I didn't know what it was. I felt something heavy on my line. I felt it when he set the hook though. <laughs> Did he get some hair? <clears throat> it was rough. <laughs> Uh, back last year when we was we've only been in this catfishing for about three years now so we're pretty new to it and we're still learning but last year and the first of this year whenever we'd have a rod go down i'd i'd let him run back there and get it but now that he's caught a bunch of them i like to try to get back there every once in a while but he's hard to beat to the back of the boat <laughs> and you don't want to run over him and knock him out of the boat trying to get to it <laughs> yeah I tell them, say, hey, boy, I like catching new things, too, every once in a while. <laughs> but that's memories, guys. That You you can't beat them kind of memories, those kind of laughs. You can't beat it. It's uh, I'm and, glad you're sharing it with us. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The great part about that is with the, you know, whether you have cameras or GoPros, or phones or whatever it is that you use you can now share it with all of the rest of us and we can enjoy it with you and uh some of it is extremely enjoyable some of it's knowledge but the most of it is just having fun oh yeah we have a good time for sure i mean he'll get a good fish on i'll threaten to cut his line and or not net it or something <laughs> we're always laughing having good times so we enjoy it we're good you know, and we we love watching that with you. We love watching the youngins grow up on YouTube, us being a part of your family. One channel that I love watching is the White Life. Jake and him is good people. We watched Ryder grow up. I think we met him through Yakking with Sarah's show. First time I met him through there. Good people. We watched that youngin grow up through YouTube. Now, he don't do much fishing now because of where he lives, but they gardening and they go out mushroom hunting. They just keep us involved in their life, watching their kids grow up vicariously through YouTube. And I love it. I appreciate it. And I thank you for the allowing us to join your family. Uh, absolutely. You know, and there, there's a lot of a lot of these kids now that are that are not kids anymore. And we've watched these guys grow up. And we'll watch Braden, and the next thing you know, he'll be in his own boat, beating dad in tournaments or whatever. And uh, you know, that's just that's just how it works out, and it's okay. I I was something that happened to me over the weekend. Um, I nobody told me that my youngest son had bought a boat. I didn't know he bought a boat. <laughs> didn't have any idea. Nobody said anything about him buying a boat, and I didn't know he had one. And uh, it's it's not um, 
it's not what I call an exact fishing boat, but he's going to fish out of it. You know, you got a deal on it. So there, there you go. And, and we've all been there. And we pulled in. I found out about it. And Cindy says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Barkey's. I want to check out this boat. And it's a nice big boat. And he'll be safe in it with his kids. He's got little kids. They'll be safe in it. He's going to put some rod holders on it. I'm going to take him some that I got up there. We'll mount him up there. He's got the motor running. Everything's good to go. Next thing you know, he'll be out there fishing. And, yep. uh, I, you know, that's good. I'm glad to see that he's getting involved in it. He had to. He had to to get his family started before he's able to do that, and that's that's how that works sometimes. But um, I was I was very happy for him. Now he's got a boat, and I've got a boat, and uh, we we don't have to fish together, but we can still fish together if we want to. So it just works out that way sometimes. And Braden, you can check out Team Wampus Cat. Uh, he's usually he might be in chat. He's he was headed home. I don't know if he'll make it home until later. Uh, but his son Gavin. He just turned 16, and he done got him a truck, and boy works hard. He roofs, metal roof, and does work with one of Justin's uncles. Boy works his tail off, and he just bought him a boat. 16 years old, bought his first boat, a good running boat. His daddy's going to do a few things and help him get it, you know, like he needs it to be, to be safe, because it ain't as wide as the pontoon that boys used to be in on, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> But he's learning. And like you said, you're teaching him to run the trolling motor, run the big motor. Because what if something happens, Lord forbid, that you fall and hit your head? Braden yep. might need to bring you back to the dock. That's extremely important. I he probably tried to make another cast first, did he? Bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, you mind if I use that finger? We had a bait. <laughs> <laughs> We tried finger meat. Oh man, we, we bought funny. a new house about three months ago, and the guy we bought it from, he had a, a twelve foot John boat sitting in the backyard, and uh, he wasn't doing nothing with it. So we bought that thing, and that's gonna be Braden's boat. It's kind of a project boat. We're gonna work on it this winter, but we're gonna have it ready. It's gonna be his first boat, and so he's excited about that. Yeah, that's a pond hopper there. Yeah, y'all stay tuned on my channel because. We're going to be bringing everybody along and just sanding it, painting it, and fixing it up to be a good fishing boat. Hey, Braden, set up just a little bit. The fan secret thing is right in your mouth. We can't hardly see you talking. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> we just had a, um, a really good some a really good comment in chat, and now I can't find it. Let me see if I can run across it. The junior Brocker. No, spending, I, I missed that one. It was he said, spending time with kids and grandkids is the best thing in the world. Spending time outdoors oh. is the best memories. Absolutely. I agree with that. It was Paula Smith. She said, be sure to take your boating class. And yep. uh, Paula, thank you for that. That is uh, pretty good information because now I, I guess any, I don't know what year it was. I think Marky. Uh, he's not 40 yet. He's like 38. Uh, I think he was the last person the last year that you didn't have to have boating license in Missouri. So be sure to get them. You want to be safe. And uh, there's the thing about them boating classes, and I don't care if it's um, uh, boating classes to operate a boat. I don't care if it's licensed to 
to guide, which if you guide for money, you should be, it should be mandatory that you have uh, a six pack Coast Guard license. The stuff you learn about safety and saving people's life is worth taking that course for, and everybody should have them. Agreed. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. You about ready to give something away, Lyle? I, hey, if you are, we will make it happen. Let me uh, gather up the people in chat. James, you guys visit us about something, and I'll get okay. everybody. And, and in fact, in fact um, Jeremy, if you and Braden just want to tell about what you're going to give away, but then I surely will have it. Or be tell like, them where we can find your channel name and stuff like that while he's doing that. All right. Uh, my channel is Ken Seeker TV, and uh, I'm mostly catfishing. You will see some crappie fishing a little bit of smallmouth fishing every once in a while, but we're mainly catfish. And Braden, what's yours? Uh, I do every kind of fishing. You might see a hunting video here and there, but mainly fishing, crappie fishing, catfishing, bass fishing. It's any kind of fishing, so, yeah. That's what I say. We got to use bait to catch catfish, so you got to know how to catch your mother fish. Yes. So I don't mind somebody showing me. In North Carolina, we can use we can use game fish as bait as long as we count them as our krill. Uh, so I've got to learn how to catch bass. That's my favorite bait anyway for for catfish is largemouth. So I appreciate you showing us how to how you catch bass or how you catch crappie or how you catch brim or whatever because that's bait for me. Yeah, I think his first video he put out was how to catch bluegill. There you go. We all, it don't matter what age we are, if we're throwing baits or we're hunting, we have something to teach somebody else. Somebody else is getting started, just getting started that never even picked up a rod and reel that's listening, and they see Braden said talking about how he's catching fish, they're going to pay attention. So Here's what you share, somebody else is going to learn from. Here's something that, that popped up that, that Stan Smith shared with us. He said, I like Braden's Bible verse vids. I mm. haven't noticed that yet, but I haven't didn't know that you was doing them until we was talking the other night. So that's something we'll have to all check out. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy, why don't you tell us about what we're gonna do? I have the, everybody loaded up and uh, and and I'll go through this right quick. We're we're using random.org tonight, and we go in and we pull all the participants that are in chat out and load them up on random.org and every time we do a giveaway we'll reload this fresh because people go in and out watching the show all night they don't some of them will stay in the entire time like like me if i've turned on the the, the computer and chunky's on and i and i find him on there i ain't leaving until he's done i'm staying there uh i'll let the whole thing run and some people do that others they're in and out so Every time that we do a giveaway, we load up fresh. That way, only the people that are watching at that particular time uh, have a chance of winning. All right. Sorry about that. I had to turn a fan on. I was about to cook in here. Hot in South Carolina, is it? Well, no, actually, it's cool, but this building's been closed up for two days, so it's kind of <laughs> muggy in here. <laughs> uh, we got a couple packs of Nocturnal Nation hooks here tonight. Uh, be giving both of those away. Uh, the Nocturnal Nation, that's the hooks we use. This first one we're going to give away, this it, this is the Eclipse, the 9 off, and this is the hook I use 90% of the time if I'm fishing cut bait. 
Okay, so that package right there is what we're giving away this time. That'll be the first one. All right, here we go. Brand, pick me out a number between one and five. Uh, two. I like that one. One. Two. And the winner is Sean T. Outdoors. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Sean T., you can contact Jeremy uh, at Jeremy Coven on Facebook or Finn Seeker TV. Is that correct? Or is there another way you'd like them to get a hold of you? That's right. Just uh, shoot me a message on Facebook or Messenger. And uh, when I get back in town, I'll ship these out to you. Yeah, so now you he know is. Which ones you want. He is on vacation. So yeah. it'll be the end of the week before he gets back. But when he gets back, he'll ship them out. We don't. Uh, and that's that's. Everybody's going to understand that. Everybody's going to understand right. that. So con congratulations, Sean. And um, you'll be able to get a set of hooks and tell us how they work out. Good deal. Heck, yeah. So uh, what kind of boat do you have, Jeremy? Uh, I fish out of a 17-foot, uh, 52-inch wide. It's a, a John boat. And uh the reason I run that boat is I do so many things. I like to get in the backwaters and crappie fish up in the rivers where it's hard to get to. I like to go bow fishing. I mean, we just like being out there, man. We like all kind of fishing. And this boat is versatile for me. Right. To, be able to do all those things. Yeah. Uh, so it's well, one of the wide John's. Somewhere it gets a little rough. It gets really sketchy in that big water. But. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Is, is so it? Go ahead. Go ahead, James. Is it one of the wide johns, like you said? It's fifty-two inch in the bottom. Okay. Yeah. It's it ain't huge, but I mean it's a decent size. Yeah, I remember back in the day when they first come out with the what they call the big johns. It was the wider john boats. It was a thicker metal and all like that. And a buddy of mine had one and had like a, I think a thirty horse tiller motor on the back of it. We thought. This is the catfish rig till we hit the bigger water and me setting up on the front of that boat. I ain't never had a tail whooping like that on the front of that boat getting bam, bam, bam. I thought, are you killing me? I need a cushion. The front of this job boat is killing me in them waves. Man, we went but, back, in the, back in the spring, we went down to uh, Wilson Lake and uh, we was going to spend a couple days down there. And we pulled that little boat down there and I didn't check no weather or nothing like a dummy. We got down there and they had every one of them floodgates running wide open and they're about a 25 mile an hour crosswind. And I don't know if you've ever been below that dam. It's rough when they got all those spillways open. But that crosswind, man, it was crazy. So we didn't even put in there. We loaded up. We went to Wheeler and fished in the calmer water and stuff. But yeah, it limits me to that. And we may get a bigger boat here before long. I don't know. Well, if it if it does what you need it to do, you know, uh, yeah, you might want to look later on to get you one. But if it does what you do, getting up in them backwaters, truthfully, I love them backwaters. I think a lot of people underestimate the size of fish that gets up in them backwaters, them shallow waters. I love shallow catfishing, and there's some big fish to be caught. <laughs> One over catfishing. If you watch his videos, that boy fishes a lot of them backwaters like that, and he catches some big fish. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine. He uh, actually showed me a spot. Jim McGowan, he may be on here watching tonight. Uh, if you did, thank you, Jim. But 
he showed us he we went way back in one of these creeks i never would have thought catfish would have been back here than big ones but we're back here sitting in seven foot of water by a log jam and catching 25 30 pound blues in the summertime i mean i never would have thought them fish had been seven foot deep seven foot deep i fish in two foot deep but my pontoon boat sitting in four foot really in january wow <laughs> I, can, I can see it a little bit more in the winter time like you hear about them getting shallow but in the summertime you just I, i've always called them deeper and i just expected them to be deeper but yeah when you get in that back water most of the time that water's going to be a lot cooler because one day we went crappie fishing here a couple weeks ago we started out on the main lake and it was like 83 degree water temperature out there and we made our way back here to where we was catching them catfish and tried some laydowns back there for the crappie. And it was 75 degrees back there. So big water change right there. Oh, yeah. And that, and I believe that can make a difference, especially like in the, sum, the, main, the main heat of the summer. Plus, it's cooler on you back in there, too, than, than out there on that open water. It sure is. Uh, we fish a lot during the day. We have fished a little bit at night, but I'm not really a night fishing guy. I'd rather be out there during the day. I hate fighting the bugs. Oh. Well, I don't know about where you guys are at, but it won't be much longer, and we're about done with the bugs in Missouri. Yeah, it's getting better. I live in southern Kentucky. How far southern I'm about an hour and a half north of Nashville, Tennessee. That's where I grew up. I see. I got a nephew who lives down in that area. Yeah, we just... live on the Barren River Lake. It's a small lake. It's a 10,000 acre, just a flood control lake. And uh, not really known for catfish, but they started, started stocking the blues in there about 11, 12 years ago. And they're starting to get some pretty good size on them now. And there's been a lot of interest, a lot of new people coming to the lake just to catch these blues now. It's just a lake you don't hear about in my neck of the woods for catching decent-sized catfish. But you're catching them. We do, we've done pretty good this year. We've been a, we've been on a bad streak for the last month. We haven't had luck on our side. You saw me lose that big one that morning. and <clears> But uh, we'll get back after it. We'll get them. I got to tell you, though, it ain't just you. There's a lot of people that's struggling right now for whatever reason. Now – our old buddy SK Crappie catching adventures is in here tonight, and he don't ever struggle. He's always catching them big old crappie down south there. But I watched Chunky the other night. He did. He was struggling a little bit. DMV was struggling a little bit. I mean, some of these guys that are traditionally known for catching fish have been having some trouble. And then you turn over and you watch Junior Proctor, and he just popping them one right after the other. I mean, so. Uh, I think it's area situated um, on who's doing what, and, and it may be bait, it may be water temperature. Uh, I think I, I had a question asked me the other day. A guy asked me, uh, sent me a message, said, do you think such and such lake is turned over? I said, that's all done. should be all done. The temperature drops so fast on these lakes that I don't think there's much of a turnover. <laughs> It just started getting cooler, and and I think that that's going to save a lot of that stuff. Uh, well, the east the east coast had for the past two to three years has had just unreal water coming through, even through Kentucky and down here in northern South Carolina. We've had so much rain 
like last year, the late the Catawba River chain law had current in Lake Wiley for months on end, and that's a lake. Them fish wasn't used to current, and we had current for months stretches that it really has changed up the fishing since when I first got into it four years ago, back into catfishing again, to now them lakes have changed. The bite has changed. Uh, you know, watched a couple of weeks ago, one over down on Santee was killing them on brim. Well, this weekend they had that tournament. People couldn't catch them on brim. You know what? Let's catch That's them on little right. bitty baits. That's another guy that doesn't seem to struggle as much as some of the rest of us. Oh, one over puts him in the boat just about every time. Now, I know that he has his times like everybody else does because we all have them yep. times. But he's an honest enough guy. If he wasn't catching them, he'd say he wasn't catching them. But according to them videos, he's putting them in the boat. <laughs> he does. He does a good job. He, he catches some good fish. Great guest to have on our show last week. Enjoyed that very much. Uh, now, you got any advice on them times when you are struggling, what you do to try to change what's going on with the bite for you? Uh, this time of year, you notice all the bait fish are migrating to the back of the creeks. I mean, I'm assuming these catfish are going to be right there following them. So uh, I would say cover more water this time of year. Don't get caught up in anchoring in one position. Uh, like a honey hole where you caught them before. Uh, right. I would keep on dragging. I mean, dragging, you're covering a lot of water. You're putting your bait in front of a, a lot of different fish that way. I don't really like to drag. I'd rather anchor up, but if that's what I got to do to catch a fish, that's what we'll do. Right. And like I said, we struggled there for two or three weeks. Uh, you saw me lose that big fish. I went back the very next week, and uh, I got to the ramp about an hour before daylight. And this other guy was putting in. He said, hey, man, you catfishing? I said, yeah, I'm going to give them a try. He said, well, man, I live at the other end of the lake. And he said, uh, I've always heard the bigger fish are on this end of the lake, and they've been catching some good ones this year. I said, yeah, we've, we've caught some good ones, had some good luck down here. He said, well, any advice that you can give me? I said, well, I've struggled the last two weeks. And I'll tell you what, if you see me go this way, you go that way. If you see <laughs> me fishing a certain way, you fish the opposite, and you'll probably catch it. <laughs> well, about 8.30 that morning, I'm sitting in this bin, anchored up, and this boat comes up to me. He come putting along, he turned his motor off. He said, buddy, he said, right at daylight, I caught one 45 pounds. I said, you got to be kidding. And I ain't even had a bite that morning. About killed me. I didn't want to take every rod I had and throw it in the lake. But there'll be times like that. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. It's just the way it is. Hey, we got, I see we got a bunch of other uh, new people that stepped in here. Uh, Mike Sampson is in here, Ozark Fishing Guys, Muskrat Adventures, uh, my, uh, Jason Lamb, K and B, my buddies, Jay's Catfishing, Creole. There's one over outdoors. Lisa Haraway just got back from Mississippi River Monsters. Catfishing Katie Collins. I'm not sure. This, that sounds like a new one to me. Ernie Brown, so. One Ton Fishing Club. Man, I love them guys. You guys haven't checked their channel out. 
you need to run over and check them out. They're a lot of fun. Another guy that we need to keep our eye on that I think's been doing a really good job, and I think I mentioned him last week, is Creole Catfishing. Uh, I found out him and I have a lot of stuff in common with Hot Rod No Fords, but him and his wife and his son get out there and they make some really good videos and, and it's a family operation thing and it makes it relate to all of us as, as we grow, like we was talking earlier. And they're saying Hill Cats, Pam Coven. Hey, you guys probably know her. Yeah. <laughs> I want to welcome you all to the show tonight. Um, I seen Paula had something else in there a while ago. But it's going so fast right. that I missed it. Is Kentucky in here tonight? What's that? Is Kentucky catfishing in here tonight? I haven't seen him yet, but I do see Kentucky Headhunters and Avid Outdoors. They had a big gathering up around Avid's house, and I seen that Norm caught a really nice fish up there. Uh, Norm, you'll have to put in there. I think it was around 40 pounds or something. Uh, I seen pictures of it. I watched your video. But I've had some stuff going on today, and I haven't kept track with, with sizes and everything. And congratulations on that, you and Matt. And uh, i seen you had your tent all spread out there, but uh, my tent will be at the Holiday Inn if I stay in one. Yes, Kentucky Cat Fishing that was uh, in the house earlier. Was, um, what you see for the future of your YouTube channel? Uh Man, like I said, uh, I'm new to this YouTube stuff, and I'm just learning. So uh, we want to – our quality and stuff, we want to make everything better. We want to expand it. We want to go to different lakes and catch uh, different fish and stuff. I want to I want to come up there where Lyle is and try it. And oh, yeah, come on. We haven't caught the big fish yet in Alabama, so we're still trying for that. So we just want to hit some new areas. I mean, you know, are you looking to, to produce – videos to make money or just you know doing what you're doing making memories and just sharing information or you know different people set different goals for their youtube channel right. you know and i like what you're doing i like the presentation that you're giving the people you're you're keeping it real in your fishing you're not playing up to the camera you're actually doing what you love to do and I really enjoy that. Now, there's a lot of people love the pretty camera action. They do. And they follow them. A lot of times they follow them even more. But I think, I guess because I'm an older gentleman, me and Lyle, I ain't saying we're old. We're just older. Uh, then we're more drawn to the real action, the real family fun and, and stuff like that. And I, that's, I to me, that's what I'm seeing through y'all. I we tell you. Go we try to keep it real. I mean, if it's not a good day or things ain't going our way, I mean, we try to show that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll tell you who you remind me of, and, and there's several of them. You remind me of the way Junior Proctor and his grandson do. You remind me of how Hagen Grubb and his son do. Uh, that's some pretty good company right there. Uh, Creole's in there like that. You guys... And we talked about this earlier. It's a family deal. Now, I'm not a big proponent of family fishing tournaments. I think a tournament team should be two men as a professional team, and then family events should be three or how many ever you want. But if you want a true, a true professional team, should be two guys or, or a man and a woman or you and your son. 
I right. fished tournaments when my sons was your son's age, and we fished against the big boys. You know, we, that's how we done it. And it was two-man teams is all you got in them days. I think it needs to go back to that. Just my opinion. Nobody, nobody cares about my opinion but me. But I see how Hagen does and his son. I see how you guys are doing. I see how Creole's doing. I see how all these guys, and KMB's another one. There is a, a grandfather, a son, and a grandson. That's three generations, and they get in the boat, they go out, and they fish, and they have a great time. I think that makes for very nice videos. I think it makes for great entertainment, and I think people are interested in seeing it. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing wrong with with doing good quality video editing and stuff like that. I love that. I think it, it takes a knack. I don't have that knack. It's hard for me to sit down for hours on end cutting and pasting and all that with it. So adding that to keeping it real is to me is what I love seeing. I'll agree now. I ain't saying, you know, I, I know I've seen somebody talking about, oh, I stepped in it now. And it wasn't that I was pushing off on anybody that plays up to the camera. Keeping it real and being fake are two different things. That's, That's exactly. two different things. Playing up to the camera and doing good quality work. That If you don't, then you do fall behind on YouTube. You will, period. You got to keep the quality there. But showing the progression of that quality like y'all are doing, you can tell from the beginning of y'all's videos to where you're at now, you are trying to get to that stage. That's why I asked you where you're seeing your channel in the future or what is what is your goals for y'all's channel. Yeah. I have um, I have something here from a gentleman that fools around with a lot of youth getting them interested in fishing. So this is kind of important, even though it did come from James Dockery. But James is a big opponent of teaching kids how to fish. There's a lot worse kids, a lot worse things than kids can do fishing. And James Dockery would like to know, Braden, what would you tell a kid starting out about fishing? Uh, most of my friends, when I'm showing them about fishing, they'll go out and they'll throw one bait. And then they'll catch a big fish on it and have a great time reeling it in. And they'll say that that's going to be the only bait they're going to throw. And when you stick to one bait, whether it's for catfishing, bass fishing, crappie fishing, anything, uh, you're not going to catch as many as you would if you switched up the baits. Just being versatile. Yeah. That, that's very that's great information right there. Now, I assume that Pam is your mother. Is that correct? Yes, sir. She says y'all check out Braden's Bible studies too on Dinks Outdoors, being his hands and feet, having fun fishing. And, uh, you know, I think that's outstanding that you guys are putting all this out here like this. There's a lot of people that when we have them on as guests on the show, and, and uh, James will back me on this, I'm sure. There's certain things they will and don't want to talk about, and you guys have brought it. Brought it. I mean, you brought it all, and that is how people get to know you, and you'll gain a lot of respect from them uh, down the road from now. And and I I see expect to see great things coming. Rex Blocker, welcome. Glad to see you in here. Yes, uh, Stan Smith, Dinks Outdoors. That is correct. 
Uh, I misunderstood Palmetto. He was talking about the old part. He wasn't talking about the camera comment I said. He was talking about the old part about me and you being old. Well, and I probably opened up the bucket of worms with Dockery and them. And you probably, you probably don't hear it as much as I do, but believe me, believe you me, I I get blind, but that's okay because yeah. he thought that I wouldn't say something about old games like I have been. But that's you know that's our way of enjoying uh, enjoying things. So we have a lot of fun doing that too. But uh, so let's go ahead and get a couple of the basic questions out of the way: rods, reels, lines, tackle. All right. Uh, I use uh, slime cat rods. I use uh, medium heavies most of the time. I have some extra medium heavies, but I like the medium heavies. Uh, they got a lot of backbone. It has a soft tip if you need that soft tip. Uh, most of the time, I, I do use 50-pound slime line for my main line, but a lot of times I'll use the 40-pound uh, whatever it is. What, what is it we get? The 40-pound. Whatever you get at Walmart that everybody uses. We use that. And then I'll use a 60-pound leader and, uh, of course, the nocturnal nation hooks. And uh, when the water's warm, I don't like to have my my bait, my cut bait, laying on the bottom. I love to have it suspended. And uh, we're going to give away a couple bags of these, too. These are Kirby rigs, and I use these quite a bit in the warmer weather. I think they help out a lot, keeping that bait suspended right above the bottom right there. So whenever you're ready to give some away, Lyle. I'll get loaded up while you're telling everybody about your stuff. All right. And uh, that's about it as far as my setup. Uh, like I said, I like to anchor fish. Uh, I don't have a problem setting on a, a point or a, a channel ledge for hour and a half, two hours or so. I have confidence in those a lot of times, but uh seems lately it's bit me in the butt. But <laughs> that's part of it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I like them points where a lot of times you got two channels that coming in the old river channel from yeah. the main lake and your little side channel like that. I like to sit right there on that point where I can throw off in the deep water plus put baits up in the shallow up on the point. Uh, you can cover three or four different places at one pl at one time. Yeah. And in the summertime, I like to find a flat that runs off into the channel. That yep. way I can stagger my baits out at all kind of different, uh, depths right there covering a lot of water right right now Braden, are you are you paying attention to what the depth finder is learning how to run that depth finder what he's looking for asking questions you know look at landmarks you know sometimes you might be out there and that daggum depth finder fail on you or go dead on you and you might have to rely on some of the old techniques and stuff uh, looking for landmarks. So when y'all set up on places like that, look around. A lot of times the land will give you hints as to what is underneath the water. So pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, ask them why, Daddy. Why did we? Why did you choose that spot to fish today? Uh, that way, that knowledge is in your head. So when he forgets that you can take him back to them spots, uh, you know that's good spots. And another good thing is to start, now that you're young, start a journal. When you catch a fish, say, Dad, what's the water temperature? What's the depth? Where did we catch this fish? Go back home. When you get home, fill that journal out. <coughs> so next year, when you come around and you're struggling, you say, man, we can't get on the fish. Wait a minute. I got my journal. Pull that journal out and say, well, this is how we was doing it last year. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of great uh, journal pages online and you can pick out and modify them to suit the way you fish and then put them in a three ring binder and keep them forever. Yeah. And these YouTube videos are a good reference too. You can go back yes. and keep the dates Absolutely. up and kind of see what you were doing. Yeah. Do you know, you ever watch, you uh, subscribe to Matthew Anthony? No, I don't know him. You need to subscribe to him. Okay. He's been fishing for many a year and he's probably got encyclopedias full of journals. Really? He takes journals every day that he fishes. You watch him. Right now, people struggling to catch fish. He's killing the flatheads. Right. He's killing them. And he's dragging baits and stuff. But that comes back down to journals. He can do the crappy the same way. He can do striper the same way. Because he's got journals that tell him, well, the, this year we're having floodwaters. Where did I go that year in 2007 when we was having floodwaters? Or we in drought conditions this year. Go back to 2009 when we was having drought conditions. Where did I fish? How did I fish? Well, I struck out doing that, but I've done good there. Then journals really make a difference. And you being young right now, learning this and asking all those questions is a perfect time to start making that a habit. And it will take you a long way. You yeah. get to be an adult, son, you'll have to kill them on the tournament trail because you You're kept right. that knowledge fresh. That is correct. I'm all loaded up and ready to go if you're ready. All right. Pack of four on the Kirby Riggs. <laughs> pick, pick me up another number, buddy. Uh, let's go with three. One. Two. Three. And the winner is Catfish and Crappie. Mark, contact Jeremy, either through Finn Secret TV or Jeremy Colvin on messenger or facebook and he will send you out a package of kirby rigs thank you guys so much for watching the show mark i appreciate you in here all the time uh we had mark as a guest on the show here a while back he was a great guest and man caught a giant flathead <laughs> he did i saw that and that was a big one that's a big one that's a big one yep love it all love it all glad to see guys that, that uh people that watch the shows and stuff win these prizes because some of them uh, watch every week. They watch several shows a week and uh, ever, you know, some people don't have nights where they give away prizes and that's all good. But you like to see the ones that, that spend the time watching the shows uh, win something every once in a while. And loud. Yeah. Did you ever get the address for John Patrick the third? No. I owe him a set of bobbers and I haven't received his John Patrick the Third is in here tonight, yes. and I've had so much stuff going on, James. I'm sorry, but I forgot. John, if you will send James your address yes. on on Facebook, he will get that bobber shipped out to you. Yes, sir. I'm glad I I just happened to remember that when I seen his name come through there. That's why I wanted to say it before I forgot it again. So yeah, because I had I had forgot it, and I apologize for that. That's that's. Uh, Mostly on me. KNB Angler says, "What are their personal best?" Go ahead. Uh, my personal best was a thirty-seven pound blue. Thirty-seven pound blue. That's a giant. That's a good one. Yep. And my biggest flathead was twenty-eight pounds. 
That's a good one. <laughs> I take them any day. You got that right. Uh, he's got me on flathead. Uh, I got one just a little bit smaller than him, probably around 25. But my blue, I don't have a, a accurate weight on it because I didn't have a scale, but we guessed him around 45. And this was caught years ago before I really got into catfishing. And uh, that's my biggest. We've had several fish in the 30s this year. And uh, those are pretty much our biggest fish. Like I said, our lake isn't known for giant fish, but uh, a fish in the 35, 40 pound range, that's a trophy fish for our lake. So is, is there any other lakes fairly close to you that you guys fish out of besides the your home lake? Yeah, I grew up on the Cumberland River. So I'm real familiar with a couple lakes on that river system. And uh, that's, that, that's actually where I caught my biggest uh, blue. And uh, we fish down there uh, quite a bit. We'll hit it a lot in the wintertime. And uh, that's about it. We don't really travel. We have a few smaller lakes close to home. but And I'm an hour and a half from uh, the Ohio River, but I've never fished it. So when you go to the, Colum the Cumberland River, do you ever go down to the steam plant and catch skipjacks? Oh, yeah. We'll go in there and catch some skipjacks and... Uh, I love that fresh skipjack. Skipjack head's my favorite bait in the world. And uh, we'll fish uh, ledges. We'll fish a lot down there this winter. The fishing's great down there. So what you're saying is when the fish, when the skipjacking gets good down there, I can call you up and say, hey, are the are the skipjacks in the steam plant? Let me know if I if it may be worth making the trip down there, huh? I can let you know for sure. <laughs> there you, you know, go. We used to go down there. That's the first place I ever met Doc Lang was down there. His his son, grandson, that is a freshman in college playing football, I believe, for Notre Dame, if I remember correctly, this year. Uh, Josh was, I believe, eight years old, and that was the first time I met Doc. We used to all get together over New Year's week, and we'd go down there and kept – catch skipjack and bring them back and vacuum seal them and stay in the motel down there. And we do that year after year and have a big times where I met Dave, big Dave Ashby, bottom dollar tackle and stuff like that. But anyhow, uh, Josh was a big boy, even at, at a young age and they was sleeping in bed the night before we got ready to go. And, and they somehow got turned around bed, kicked old doc and the head moved his nose over the side of his face. And, <laughs> So we knew he we knew he had a bright future in a football game back then. Yeah. Well don't don't ask Braden if you want to know if they're biting because he, he don't want nobody catching his fish and he probably won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Kentucky <laughs> uh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky catfishing's in here and he said those are, are great lakes for flatheads too. Now Cody oh. from Kentucky Catfishing, he yeah. fishes Baron the same like I do. And Cody's been on them. Where I've been struggling here, he's been catching them every week. So, Cody, he's got it going on right now. So, I've been enjoying his videos. Yep. I watch them all the time. Now, Betty Jean Cross would like to know, does Mama fish too? <laughs> uh, Mama is a fair-weather fisherman. Mama <laughs> likes to go sit in the back of the boat and crappie fish or bluegill fish if it's a very pretty day. But we have this YouTube tournament coming up, and she's never caught a catfish, and she don't like to get up early, so it ought to be interesting. 
Kentucky wants to know, do you fish the uh, Rough River Lake or the Nolan Lake? I have been on both lakes, uh, crappie fishing, but I have not catfished them. Uh, well, I had another question, and I don't let it get past me. Well, it doesn't take very long, and it slowed down some. Yeah. Uh, now, when you're out there, you, you you said you do drag some baits and stuff like that. Uh, are you using planter boards, or are you just basically putting your baits out with dragging rigs and dragging your baits like that? I'll drag uh, four baits out of the back of the boat, then I have two rod holders on the side, and I'll run planter boards with those. So I usually I usually don't use over six rods because when you get hung up and have to stop that boat and go back and get an untangle, I hate reeling all them lines in. So I don't go no more than six rods when I'm dragging baits. I understand. And I mean, all it, and especially you at shallow water, all it takes is one of them to take off across the back of your boat, and you really got a mess, especially when you got a planter board down that rascal. Yeah. Well, something I do different than a lot of people is I'll stagger these baits out. Like yeah. in the, on my back uh, rod rack, I'll have one way out there. My next one will be halfway. And it does help eliminate a lot of those when you get a fish and it wants to swim sideways and take off and getting all your other lines. That does help. Yeah. Uh, Lyle John said he sent an email to Catfish Weekly with the address on it. Okay, I'll dig it out when we get off here because I have to bring yeah. up another, open right. up another page to, uh, to do that. Let's see. I thought Gadget asked a question. I might have missed it. But now, uh, did you put any of them pods on your boat? The float pods? Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, one was Cat Score. That's what he's wanting to put on his son's boat because it's pretty. It's a pretty narrow boat. Uh-huh. And ju- uh, Junior Proctor won some on Catfish Weekly a couple years ago on the on the Christmas show. And he said that them things changed his boat dramatically. He loves them. So you might want to look into adding something like that. It lifts your boat up in the back end. It gives it a lot more stability in the water. So what? Where do you get them at? Uh, There's a lot of places. Um, I, I I can try to find you the guy that donated the one for Junior. Junior may actually have that guy's name and address but they shipped them to him and he had them welded on because it was such a far stretch uh i was glad the junior won them and had that done days uh uh <clears throat> in fact i'll talk to justin he ain't in here tonight so he must be still on the road uh i'll talk to justin tonight and find out where he's ordered his for uh because we got somebody that can weld them on his boat. And I'm sure you probably got a welder down there where you're at that can weld them on your boat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll ask him where he's ordering his from, and uh, I'll send it to you. I'll send you that message. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Uh, Ram says it's that uh, y'all stay tuned. I'm going to show you how to do it one of these days. There you go. It The law's been laid down for you two. He's coming after you, show you how to catch them fish. But Mark, with catfish and crappie, has a question for Braden. Do you prefer minnows, plastics for crappie? Uh, definitely minnows. Uh, if I had the choice between live bait and artificial bait, I'd always go with live bait. Good. Great answer. 
Yep. A little more aggravating having to fight and catch them little bitty minnows in your hand and put them on them little hooks, but... Yeah. Figuring out what color to throw. Yeah. Well, I, I have one color when it comes to crappie. Black. Black jig. Black, unless if the water's real clear. Yeah. Now, super clear, I like to go with almost a clear jig that's got the pearl, is, the pearl to it. But I've Whoa. used black flick tails all my life and in fact, a little bitty tiny sixteenth of an ounce jig head with a black flick tail caught my largest channel cat of sixteen pounds. Wow. Well, one thing's for sure, bud. <laughs> them minnows are always the right color. You dang them right they are. <laughs> a lot of times when we go, we'll uh, we'll start we'll put a jig and then we'll uh, about eighteen inches underneath that, we'll put like a, a live manner underneath yep. that. Let the fish tell you what they want. That That's part. a good idea, right there. Yeah, right. That That's is a smart great fishing. idea. Uh, do you fish at night under lights for your crappie? I haven't fished uh, a lot at night this year, but normally I do. I, I do like night fishing for crappie. It is fun. Yeah. When you start seeing them daggum little silver streaks through that light, grabbing them daggum minnows, man, and you set that minnow right outside the light right there, oh, yeah. you know you're getting ready to get hammered. Yeah, I try to set all my rods right out there on the edge of that light right there. Seems like it's where they always bite. Now, I got a question. I love crappie, but I only want crappie to eat in the wintertime. It seems like the meat is a lot more firm in the wintertime. It seems like a, cra a crappie gets kind of mushy in the summer. Do you think so? <laughs> well, it, it does, but what we do when we catch them in this warm weather, they go straight on ice. And at the end of the day, I don't mess with them that day. I let them stay on ice all night, and, and I'll clean them the next day. And it seems like that meat, it gets firmer. They're a whole lot easier to clean. And okay. you, you, you don't have to worry about it getting mushy. Right. There you go. That's some good advice right there. Yeah. Do you, right. Do you now, on your crappy, I know so many people fillet the fillets off a of crappie and it kills me to see people waste that much meat on a on, on a, any smaller fish if it's under a pound and they fillet them it breaks my heart i thought man fry the whole freaking thing and just lay that big fillet off when it's done Hey, I've caught so much flack from my granddad for doing that. He gets so mad at me, but yes, I do play mine. And, hey, I've heard it for years. I'm wasting a lot of meat, but I, I hate picking bones out. I'm lazy, I guess. Well, you don't have to. If you're taking cut that thing like, especially your big ones, you know, a double hand size, you yeah. cut them like you do a flounder, you know, put your couple slices in that thick meat, and then when you fry that thing up, all you got to do is pull that top fin off, that bottom fin off, take your fork and lay right in between that backbone, and you can lay that fillet right off of the backbone, and that's all you've got is nothing but pure meat fillet. I'll have to try that. Well, you're yeah. on with something with the ice. And yeah, the I like that. SK's Crappie Etching Adventures made a post in chat. He said, ice indeed, and if he says that that's what it takes to make that meat firm, you can take it to the bank. It's the gospel. <laughs> well, you can tell that Patriot James is going to be doing that next time because I've been craving some crappy, man. I've been craving some. I don't like. Don't mess with them till the next day and you'll be yep. fine. 
I, I have watched Bess and Kay and his son fish in a video that they just turned out, I believe it was yesterday. And uh, I'm not much of a fan of watching crappie fishing. Uh, I started watching them because he was catching them big shell crackers and bluegills, and I had enjoyed watching him so much that he rarely comes out with any video that I don't watch beginning to end. Now it's just because he's so he's entertaining and he's knowledgeable, and it makes a world of a of difference to me when I spend my time watching videos like that. And if he says ice is what you do, then ice is what you do. There's no question about it. I got, hey, got fish and stuff in here. Heck yeah. yeah. You want to give away a set of them? All right, James, entertain folks here, and I will get the uh, – Well, I ain't going to get up and dance a jig. I promise you that. They would They really? would leave the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I now, this particular hook, this is a Nocturnal Nation hook, too. This is the Raptor. It's got a little bit wider gap on it, and it's better for fishing. Like if you want to fish live bluegill or something like that, I would use it for that. Now, the waters you fish, what is your favorite bait? Oh, I'm skipjack. I love skipjack. So, do y'all have white perch in your waters? No, we have strike, but we don't have any perch. Okay. So you got white bass there too, don't you? Yeah, but we're not allowed to use them for catfish bait. Right, right. Now, I was wondering because the white perch look a lot like a, a a white bass, except they just don't have the stripes in them. Yeah. But you'll know when you come across it. Now, when you run up on them skipjack like that, does the screen look like a mess of spaghetti down there when they really bunched up? Well, to be honest, I don't even use my graph when I go find them. Like in the wintertime, right. I'll go to the warm water discharges and stuff. And then uh, in the summertime, I'll – like on Cumberland River, there's another influx of water. It's not warm water, nothing, but it you can catch them below it in the summertime. Any kind of big current like that, I'll just hit it and I'll just fish. I don't really go buy my electronics when it comes to that. I just wonder because when we that's how we find them cotton picking daggum white perch. Your screen will look like spaghetti when they up off the bottom running at each other. Uh -huh. It just looks like a big old mess of spaghetti. First time I seen it, I didn't have a clue what it was. I thought. What in the heck is that? It looked like it looked like a bunch of tree limbs on my depth finder because it was a little small one at first. Now, what in the world is that? And then somebody told me it was white person. I always wondered, does the skipjack look like that? Are you guys reading that post from Ken McCarty? Our Mississippi crappie are too big to fry whole. That's a hey, problem I have never had. <laughs> I have fried two pound bluegill. I have fried two-pound bluegill like that. Wow. You just cut them like a flounder. Put the slices in that thick meat down through there like they do a whole flounder. It'll cook up. I Dude. promise you. Dude, we don't have flounder in Missouri. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I do. You got to cut that meat so it can yeah. cook. My, man, I, I've never I ain't into sushi. I've never. <laughs> I will keep the hat on, Gadget. Sorry. <laughs> I'm ready to go if you are. All right. Pick Give me a number, Brady. Uh, let's do five. Five it is. He got you, love. That's the way Doc used to do me all the time. <laughs> Three. Four. Five. I talked to Doc the other day. He said he would have really been on the skipjack 
and that was before they took off and went to uh, to went for to uh, uh, MRM. And I haven't talked to him to see. I, I haven't seen how he done or anything like that. The gentleman that contacted me before the show, his name is Jake Edwards. He is this this winner of the pack of hooks. Jake, if you will contact Jeremy Coben on Facebook or Finseeker TV and tell him you won the second package of hooks, he will ship them out to you. Thanks so much. We're so glad you got to watch the show live tonight, Jake, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Right, and I got a question for you. What's your dream fish to go catch? Uh, probably one of them big groupers. <laughs> you might have to grow a little bit. Them yeah. <laughs> you, you might not have enough stuff in your laundry for that. Them some big fish, dude. Now, me, I can't catch them. I got bad shoulders, and, and I'd never be able to pull one out. So maybe if we caught one, you could we get him on two rods. You could have one, and I'd watch you with the other. The Goliath groupers, that's what they call them. And most of the time, you never cool. see one person on the rod. It takes one person holding the rod and the other guy reeling the cotton-picking thing. Right. That's a two-man team. Well, I'm telling you right now that you get to where you can whip them babies in there. <laughs> Jeremy, you better have a video camera on that because I'm going to want to watch that bull pull that baby in. Yeah, yeah you'd have to be the mega hook. <laughs> them are they're fun fish to catch i know they gotta be too many people go after them there's just no way i'd ever be able to do it now now years ago i would have probably give one a try of course uh one of the things that that uh makes me drool at the mouth is red tail catfish and i know there's bigger catfish to catch than that but those red tails, in my personal opinion, they're the most beautiful of all. I love my flatheads, and I think they're gorgeous. And people say, oh, they're ugly. They're not ugly. Them are great-looking fish. But a red tail. That's a pretty catfish. It really is. They're gorgeous. Now, what's yours, buddy? Uh, my fish to go after. Oh, man. I've always wanted to catch one of them Goliath groupers, too. Uh I don't know. We're going. We're supposed to go shark fishing Thursday if the weather holds up. So sweet. I like to catch a big shark. That'd be something different. Are you going after bulls or what? I don't know what they target. It's just a shark. Fish got That's all I know. <laughs> Are they going to use whole chickens on them? Uh, I have no idea, man. I'm new to this, so whatever they tell me to put on is what we'll do, and we'll try to catch one. That's there awesome. I hope you let us know how you do with the shark fishing because that'd be very interesting. I know uh, I know a lot of people that have done that and, and sent me pictures of stuff that they caught on rods that I built for them over the years, and, and that's way cool. Um, but, yeah, we'd, we'd for sure like to see what you guys end up catching. And, and both of you are going on this trip, so how many are you allowed to, to catch? Uh, man, I don't know. I have no idea on the – on the sharks uh i think it's a photo and release i don't think I'm, yeah i'm people. sure it is that's okay that's okay you gonna get down in there in the water with them brayden oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't either i i for sure yeah. wouldn't do that i wouldn't even yeah. work out of it that's what that that's what that first mate's for you let him take that hook out yeah and you know what's sad is chasing them fish that ain't in your normal waters around 
is that my luck, it would be that that trophy fish would be my first fish on the line and ruin you. <laughs> You'd be selling all your catfish stuff trying to buy you a shark rod or a Vago <laughs> grouper rod or whatever. It just ruins you. You know, the first time out, that's like going out deer hunting the first time and shooting a 14-point, 200-point deer. <laughs> That'd be my luck. Just hang your gun up, got it done, I'm through, let's go on to something else. <laughs> yeah, we've been catching them catfish all spring and summer, and I took him crappie fishing a few weeks ago. He went to set the hook on one of those, and it shot. He shot that crappie <laughs> way up in the air. Oh, <laughs> we ain't in them big fish no more. <laughs> man, you oh, about maybe spent my coffee on my computer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that hey, would be something. But you know, if you take an ultralight rod and reel, the two pound line or four pound line, then then you've matched that fight. Yep. Right. And that's you what know. we use a lot of times. We we'll use a five foot ultralight. I mean, just to feel that it, you feel that thump, and that's what I like doing. Just feel the fight of them. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm telling you. You take two pound line, and a, we I used to use a seven foot uh, ultralights and uh, micro lights, not ultralights, but the micro lights, two pound line, and go catch him, daggum one two pound shell crackers. Yeah. Now let me tell you, son, that's a fight. You better have your daggum fishing skills handy with you because a shell cracker, that's a fighting fish. That son of a gun right there is a fighting fish. I don't care what you say, pound for pound, that's a fight. You know, a fish is narrow. Hey, you can fight in this direction, but when he decides to turn sideways, that's a whole different story there, Eddie Law. It is, especially if you're in, in a creek or – uh, a small river channel or if they're running water in a lake or something where they got current to use that current to their advantage oh yeah man like I every time we go crappie fishing Braden's always catching a, a channel can <laughs> yep <laughs> that a, what is it on that ultralight <laughs> what does that tell you though son what does that tell you about catfish like uh, yeah they're just in there with the rest of the fish, they like being they see in bait. They they smelling bait. They coming up shallow to eat. Uh, that's how I caught my sixteen pound up shallow right against the bank. I was fishing off of the bank when I caught that rascal on that little bitty jig. Now I always wondered, and maybe y'all can give me my uh, two cent on this. I asked all kind of people: Did that channel cat go after the jig, or did that? Channel cat go after the brim that was going after the jig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll never answer that question, but right. unless you catch the brim with the jig and the jig on the fish, you know. That's but true. but when you do catch them odd catfish out, crappy fishing or brim fishing, pay attention to that because he was feeding on little bitty minnows. That's right. Because when Justin M changed over on Santee this weekend to little small cuts of herring is when they started catching good fish. Little bitty chunks of herring. And some other guys had caught some. And that told me they was throwing big baits, wasn't even getting a look at the big baits. But they was balls of tread fin shad everywhere. 
I say that they was feeding on the small tread fin shad and not feeding on the big stuff. I agree. I agree. That's good so too. There's little bitty details like that, Braden. It's stuff that you put down in your journal. When you're thinking, man, we got baits out everywhere, and you reel them in, you know, you're throwing hand-sized baits or have a hand-sized bait, and you think, man, why ain't we catching them? And you, all of a sudden, your bait rod over here takes off with a 10-pound channel cat, and you got a little bitty baits. Then you go back to your journal, and you saw, tread fin shad. This is what we need to be using. Let's go net some. Boom. The journals pay for themselves. Absolutely do. Braden, got a quick question for you. How many folks did you have as subscribers when this show started? Uh, 48. Well, you now have 74. Yeah, I've seen that. So that's a, that's a pretty good raise in, in, in numbers, and we're happy to have that everybody went over and signed up for you. That's awesome. Um, tell them how they can find you again on Facebook and, and uh, YouTube. Oh, just on Dinks Outdoors. I don't Dinks have Outdoors. yet. Okay. I'll probably and, and that's that. fine. But you'll be on Dinks Outdoors, and, and uh, they you need to figure out, have Dad figure out how the, that when you post something, it'll go over on his page and let everybody know that you made a post. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, you Jeremy, get ready to get another one too from me. Jeremy, how can I find you on Facebook and all the places you're at? Uh you can my personal page, I probably use it more than anything, Jeremy Calvin. And I do have a Fin Seeker TV page too. You can message me on either one of them. And how many how often do you guys put out videos now? We try to do one a week, uh, but with my schedule here lately. It's been hard to get one a week, but we're going to try to bump that up to two a week here. We're really going to get after it. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, you just gained another one. <laughs> Did you have one more prize you want to give away? Yeah, I got one more pack of Kirby rigs right here. All right, let me get the chat pulled out of here, and we'll do that. I hate it that Betty's already went to bed, but Betty's already went to bed unless she – stayed in she was the first one in watching the show tonight and i wanted to say something about uh, i had a doctor's appointment today and i noticed right before we left for cindy to take me to this doctor's appointment that she was in a kayak doing a live feed with her niece and that little girl didn't look to be very old but i haven't got a chance to go back and see it was all the stuff going on today and i was going to say something about that but she's already gone, so maybe she'll check it out. Okay, I'm ready. You know, number between one and five. Uh, one. Oh, I like that one. You're at 80 now, Braden. Sweet. And the winner is S. Smith. And for those of you that don't know, the S stands for Stan. He's a great guy, watches videos and, and shows of all of us that do shows and stuff throughout YouTube and Facebook. So, Stan, congratulations on the win. Thank you for watching right. the show tonight. And contact Jeremy Coben on Facebook or through Finn Secret TV, and he will ship out your prize. And uh, you like them rigs. They're pretty cool. Wow. Sir. We don't never get our name in that daggum list. No, but that's okay. 
I know. I see it's exactly okay. right, buddy. I enjoy seeing okay. people win. I just had to poke fun at the bear. Uh, Doc, we appreciate y'all guys about that uh, all the time. And and uh, uh, there's another new name that I'm not I, cozy way song. I I hope I'm not butchering that too but too much. But welcome to Catfish Weekly. If you've been here before, welcome. And and With if you haven't warriors. been here. Before I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll come back to see us. Oh, I think got a few new names in here tonight, Lyle. She oh that, yeah, I have too. Betty says the little girl was three. Um giving us few times. Thank you. But she looked awful cute, and you guys was looked like he's having a blast out in that kayak. Let's see. Nope. You got it, sir. Thank you very much for coming in and watching the show with us. Um yeah, Catfish and Katie Collins. I, I hope this is, is if this is your first night, thank you for for uh, for joining us. If it's not, welcome back. Um, there's a lot of folks in here. Uh, we get a lot of the chat runs pretty quick, and James and I don't always see everything. So you guys need to remember that when you're watching the show, if we don't pick up and and read what you wrote, to go ahead and put it down again, or maybe even the third or fourth time because we want to answer or get our guests to answer as many of the questions as we can. But it, on our end, it gets to flying by pretty quick, and we're trying to, to talk to the guests and, and, um, and each other. And, and uh, I've got two, two monitors going all the time with several screens up, so I don't get to see all of it. And, and I'm uh, blind as a bat, so yeah. Cindy's in the other room now. She don't stay. She don't come out here because I got such a mess since we started doing this boat deal. But anyhow, we got it done. But Man, everybody, remember share the bait. That means check out each other's channel, share the love with each other. That's what it's all about: is us helping each other out, building each other up, trying to help each other get to where they want to be. Whether it's a YouTube sensation. Or whether it's just to make memories. Let's help each other out, pat each other on the back. And guys, I've had a blast. I don't know about you, Lyle, but I've had a blast. I have too. I have Jake Edwards has another question here. He says, What is their favorite catfishing rig? Yep. Uh I, I'm pretty basic, man. I use a I'll use a no roll sinker and then uh like I said in the in the warmer weather, I'll, I'll float it with a Kirby rig. And I just like uh, fishing ledges and stuff like that. But in the wintertime, them cold months, I like, I don't use a float. I like it laying on the bottom down there. So just a basic Carolina rig is what we do most of the time. That's all I, I always do. go by to saying if there's mud on the belly, the floats is off the rigs. That's oh, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, because there's a reason that mud's on there. It didn't just jump up off the bottom and stick to that fish. I seen Dieter caught one the other day during that daggum hurricane rains and stuff. The catfish already had mud on him, I thought. I wonder why that is. You know, I watched that show, and I was shocked that Dieter was out in that kind of a storm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this old man would have went home. I, I Dieter, probably wouldn't have got out there on that. Dieter, two years ago, took off and drove from his house, not to Lake Wiley, but all the way to Lake Norman to fish in the snow. Why? Thought, Why? But he did. 
and he slid. I talked to him later that day or the next day, and he slipped and slid all the way home. We've been in tournaments where it started snowing and the boat, the inside of the boat would get so slick you couldn't hardly stand up on it, but you was already there. You already paid your entry, and he's hoping the tournament would be over before the storm hit, and it didn't work out that way. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, if it is that close again, you won't see me out there anymore. It takes too long for, for us to heal up. But, right. um, you know, uh, people do strange things. They want to catch fish, and Braden's going to catch him one of them big old group one of these days, and I'm going to get to see the video. I hope yes, so. sir. 2002. Heck yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could do that. 2002, we took off to the hot hole. The white bass was running. That's when they were still running old coal-fired plant on Wiley. The water was a steaming. When you crossed over the bridge, you couldn't hardly see the water for the steam. And I know the fish in the banks was lined up. The white bass was tearing it up. We got down there fishing. Water freezing on the lines, freezing on the eyes, wearing the white bass out, having a blast. Nobody paying attention. And I heard the awfulest racket, and we looked up, and about 10 drunks on top of the hill decided they was going to slide down to the water in a canoe. <laughs> they all piled in that canoe. Well, needless to say, there's a, there's a little ledge right there before you get to the water. That canoe come to a halt, but they didn't. It wasn't James laughed, was it? <laughs> I laughed till I thought I was going to die because they bounced off every tree all the way down that freaking hill. People laying all down the freaking hill. Now, it'd been a fun if that would have succeeded, but it didn't succeed. <laughs> but, yeah, the time we got home, there was a foot and a half of snow on the ground, and we it was all we could do. I had a two-wheel drive truck, and I spun all the way home. But, yeah, guys, be safe. Take Pay attention to the weather. Like Lyle said, you can get caught out on the water, and things can change. Uh, pay attention to the weather. I think Dieter's talking about that app. You got a, He's got an app that's got a lightning warning and stuff like that that'll get, alert you on your phone if there's lightning near you or whatever. Little things like that, guys, can save your life. That's exactly right. And One if you're thing, by yourself, you can take that risk if you choose to, but when you got a kid with you, then you're taking his life in your hands. Yeah, you pay attention. Yes, sir. I want to remind everybody that next Monday night on Catfish Weekly, Skip Stewart will be our guest. Should be a great show. Skip's a great guest. I've seen some interviews with him before. We're going to have a lot of fun with him, so be sure to tune in. Jeremy, Braden, thank you guys so much. We can't thank you enough for being part of our show tonight. It's been an honor to have you on here, and we do not want to wait this long to get you guys back on. Yep. Thank you guys for having us, and I appreciate you guys supporting us, too. Hey, no problem. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, everybody, for watching Catfish Weekly. We'll see you next Monday night. Thanks. See y'all.